Howdy, and welcome to Grind My Metal Gears. I am your host and Metal Gear novice, Austin, joined, as always, by resident Metal Gear expert, Danny. How does it feel to be in the most advanced podcasting suite in, in North America, in the world? I don't, I don't know who this character you're doing. It's, it's Major Zero. Oh. <laughs> We're sending you in with a, a snake-shaped gun. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to do like a normal British accent. I was like, "Oh, he he talks like, oh, I might, oh, I governor, you got your license for that snake-shaped gun." I just had an instant of fear of like, wait, did we play the wrong, <laughs> wrong sections of the game? Like, did I did I not play enough, or did you play? It's a creepy pasta where, oh no, I think my version of MGS three is hacked. Oh yeah, <laughs> the major sounds real fucked up for some reason. Oh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, we are we are back to talk about more MGS3. We played a little bit more of that. I don't know <laughs> where I was going with that. Do you have anything to say about this this chunk, or do you want to just get into the, the story, I guess? Uh, well, do we want to do a quick recap? Oh yeah, um, I forget if, if I made you do these, or if I'm like, oh, I should do this because I'm the, the novice, but I feel like this game's pretty um, safe to explain so far. Yeah. Um, so basically, there there was a first mission that was the virtuous mission, the virtual mission, the vir- oh my god, the virtual mission, <laughs> no, the virgin mission, because the virgin cliffs, ah. where it takes place, where we we snake, aka naked snake, aka is it John or Jack? It's Jack. It, his real name is John, but everyone calls him Jack as like a okay. name. Which feels like gotcha. a weird nickname, but whatever. I almost said John. I was like, no, that's the Master Chief. The Master Chief is is John Spartan or whatever. Ja- John Halo and, and John yeah. Snake. Yeah, J- Jack Snake and John Halo. Uh, no, they sent a Jack Snake for this one, and um, we were sent into what's the e- extract a uh, nuclear scientist, uh, rocket scientist guy who built what is basically like a proto Metal Gear, and then that went really bad because our old mentor the boss came in and defected uh with gi joe villain uh volgan that's Mm -hmm. his name Mm -hmm. i always want to like put a u in there somewhere like volgan or vuligen or vuligen so she defects gives gives the gi joe villain a nuke he blows up the factory with the nuke uh and then we're like all fucked up and then uh, we're recovering and the government is like you got to go back in and fix this we don't care if you're still healing uh, so we fucking rocket back into the same forest in Russia, mm-hmm. and then um, now we've got a what we have like a like a checklist of things to do. We're gonna take care of the boss, whatever that means. We're gonna destroy the Shagohod, which is the not Metal Gear, and we're gonna get Sokolov, the scientist. Right? That's that's also mm-hmm. what we're doing. And then we're gonna also kill uh, Vulcan. So far, we have done none of those things. <laughs> And uh, fun fact, I was just looking it up. So uh, it's it's Salino Yarsk, USSR. And I was like, I wonder if that's a real place. It's not. It's not a real place. That makes sense. Uh, someone on Reddit, I guess, was talking about how it's like, you know, the boss says that it's 60 kilometers north of the border. Um, so some people are like, yeah, it's like, you know, it would it kind of correlates to like what this would be um, like Tajikistan or, or whatever. But it's it's not a real place. It is it is a fake place, completely. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so we I think that's where we left off last time. Is we just you know we were dropped in and and now we're we're on the second mission, which is 
mission snake eater operation snake Eater. operation snake eater which hey that's that's the name of the game <gasps> do they call it uh uh in the 3ds version of this game is the major like all right snake time to commence operation snake eater 3d 3d what does that stand for <laughs> Kurt, or uh major stands for um three directives it's, that's how many directives you have on this mission snake the the strategy for society danity <laughs> oh yeah the, 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 the 3s the, program the 3s program <laughs> i do have one more thing to say before we actually talk about the game proper which i should have said this at the, the top because i put this in my notes i was not playing metal gear i was doing something unrelated and i went i need to note this in in my metal gear note stock so i could bring it up unrelated to kojima and metal gear i was watching the movie conan the barbarian which um <laughs> uh has a really great sneaking scene in it where like the three main characters are, like covered in like camouflage paint and like they're sneaking around in this this sick like snake altar chapel place it's the best scene in the movie and it made me think yeah, i've been I- i've been uh m- mostly anti kojima metal gear for a while now i'm coming around on that i've been extremely anti make a metal gear movie uh for a while that just didn't make any sense to me. But watching that scene, I was like, you know what? They should maybe they should make a Metal Gear movie. I'd watch this if it was just like Snake and Raiden like sneaking around. If it was shot as well as the scene in Conan the Barbarian is. Or hell, just I mean, if you wanted to just make the most like the easiest adaptation would be MGS three. It's basically already mm. a spy movie. In That's fact, uh, we talked about it last time, but on the existence disc, which is just a three and a half hour like supercut of like MGS three essentially. I watched a little bit of that. Um, it's very funny because there are some things that happen in that that are impossible in the game. Like in the the scene where the Ocelot unit is, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, the Ocelot unit like is surrounding you and you have to take all of them out. In the existence disc, they like break down the door and like surge into the room that Snake was in. But mm-hmm. then it cuts to the outside of the room and snake just kind of like sneaks behind a box and throws a grenade in there. That's not how, like you couldn't do that in the game. It's impossible. They also have, it's really funny. It's almost like they shoot it as if, you know, in the game with bosses, they have health bars and everything. So you have to hit them a few times in the movie. Essentially the hard part about the bosses are that, you know, they're hard to hit. Uh, So like the fear boss fight, it's like 30 seconds in the, in the, in the movie because it's just the the fear running around like a little freak, and then Snake puts on the thermal goggles and shoots him once, and he's like, ah, you got me, and that's it. Uh, so it's a really interesting thing. I guess it makes sense for them to do it that way. Like, you're not going to have an extended sequence of Snake just fucking unloading in a guy, but it is a funny, funny watch to see, like, wait a minute, that's not possible. Hmm. Is that, like, is it presented as, like, gameplay, or is it more like cutscene that they, like, no, it's, fight into? No, it's, it's, it's really funny, actually. You can tell... It is gameplay, but the camera is detached. It's like they oh. d- they had the gameplay, but they had a, a separate camera to capture it. Sure. It's like you can tell the 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 player is like, you know, like sometimes when you run up to an edge, there'll be like a split second he- hesitation before Snake jumps into the water, for example, in the mm-hmm. in the pain fight. That that's still there in the movie, even though in theory that could just be him jumping into the water. But you can tell it's like, oh, we just got someone to play the game and we recorded it from another angle right that's that's cool that makes yeah. me want to like watch that once we're done with the game mm-hmm. also like more more games should have that like i seeing in like i don't know like the the marketing or whatever uh that the idea behind presenting that was like a hey in case you like thought the game was too hard or challenging to like 
beat on your own like here's a way to like experience the story um and feel like you you know got that out of the game at least like i think that's that's cool i think more games could could do a thing like that well and you know that there's um a market for it because on youtube there's a bunch oh, yeah. of games like uh final fantasy 15 is a good example where i don't necessarily want to play through it all at once but maybe i want to like hop into the world a little bit just like mentally so i watch yeah. a uh you know a little bit of of like the cutscenes um that someone has probably painstakingly captured and then edited down into like a solid movie it's yeah. like nine hours but you know <laughs> yeah but i think what's cool is like this this version for mgs3 like still has the gameplay in there it's like it's not like oh here's the cutscene before the boss fight hard cut to the cutscene after the boss fight like they stitch those together with this like kind of like staged gameplay in the middle that's cool. yeah and it's like really cinematic like it's it's funny because you can hear like in the the fear segment uh when he puts on the the thermal goggles you know how in the game uh when you use the goggles or or change weapons or whatever there's the, like the little like chink sound mm-hmm. they still have that in the game you can still hear that it's like oh, okay you just recorded that audio but yeah no they they like have it framed as like oh snake's picking out a shot and then he pulls out the trigger and bam it's it's shot like a real movie it's it's not mm. just like oh you're just watching someone play kind of haphazardly it's like no it's framed really really well you can tell it took a lot of time it wasn't just like a oh Not we'll sure. just throw it onto you know whatever yeah. what's fun i did when i booted up the game to play this uh part see what you were talking about where you can like press different buttons on the controller in the main menu to like play around with the um like color and effects and stuff like that like you can slow down the like cqc combat mm-hmm. <laughs> or speed it up you can change the color or the camo pattern or like the um like the shading i think is another thing you can change and if you i finally did it if you enter the konami code which doesn't translate super well it's like up up down down left right left right uh square triangle instead mm-hmm. of like ab instead of having the vocal cast and and like directors and all that it just has the main credits cast or main credits producers so it's like really cool actually to like be like oh these are the, the these people just worked or maybe not just but these were the people who really bought, brought this main title sequence together sure also, I don't know if th- you had this happen to you um, in your version of the game, but when I booted up this game, wh- when I first started playing this game, booting up the game just like basically like brought me to the main menu. Mm. This time it played the um, Snake Eater like opening theme again mm-hmm. um, as like an opening cutscene. I thought it was interesting. Like that doesn't play until you get to that part in the game and then it does. Mm-hmm. That's what it mm-hmm. seemed like to me. Or maybe I just skipped it the first time I looted up the game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, remember. But I also got to, like, play around with, like, manipulating the snakes and stuff like that. that I know you can do that, and that was fun, especially because it, <laughs> it does just, like, make it unreadable. <laughs> or you could just spam the <laughs> yes. snake eater <laughs> yes. whisper. It's so good. But, yeah, so we, we picked up where we left, left off the beginning of the Operation Snake Eater. Um, I immediately was like, oh, I should call um, the new person in my codec, which is uh, Sigint, who, that's the DARPA chief, right? Correct. Donald, Donald Anderson. Yeah. I think for a second I was like, wait, is he the, like, the Marine guy from MGS2? It's like, no, that's, um, that's Fortune's dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's uh, Scott connection. Dolph. Yeah, Scott Dolph. I, I love how Sigan's first thing that he says to you is just like, yo, you must be Snake, huh? It's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, it feels, feels nice to have like a padded out codec now where it's like, oh, I got all these like sickos I can talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Someone besides paramedic and the major. And he just, he's like your like weapons materials expert he's basically guy. natasha romanenko from the first game yeah 
So anytime I call him, he's like gonna he like tells me either about like the camo I'm wearing or whatever weapon I have out. Um, especially after we get a certain weapon <laughs> in the game that Snake is fucking horny for. Uh, you get a fun codec call with Sigint where he's equally horny for the weapon. We can talk about that later. But um, I'm trying to think of what weapon that is. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you. Um, but uh, then not much. Uh, well, like the first thing that happens, I guess, is like Big Boss shows up. Or not big boss, the boss uh, shows up on a horse. Yeah. So that's a that's a move. <laughs> <laughs> and she's I also really like the like well one, she's wearing like a like a black coat, and I was like, oh damn, she defected and joined Organization 13 from <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. But then she's wearing like a like a white stealth like like action suit or whatever underneath yeah. her black cloak. It's a it's a great look. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's it's so good. And it's it's like the the cloak is just there almost to be thrown off. It's kind of like how in the Yakuza games, whenever it's like, oh, shit's getting real, they just throw off their entire top half of their clothing. It's a similar idea here, where it's like, oh, she's ready for action. She's throwing off her parka cloak thing, and then runs up to you and just whips your ass. Yeah, she's a CQC master. And mm-hmm. she's basically like, you better get the fuck out of here, or I'll let you, like, you'll, you'll die for real this time. Yeah. And lots of vague, like, you know, you don't know what you're walking into. Like, clearly, I have ulterior motives, and you're going to learn about them later in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, the, like, very much, like, trying to help him out kind of thing. Like, she could kill him right out there. But she's like, yeah. it's 60 miles to the border. You can make it, can't you? Uh, like, very much trying to test his resolve to go on. Because that was one of the major things she said, like, when, when she did defect, she was like, you know, this guy's, he's too pure for us Cobras. He hasn't found an emotion to carry into battle yet. And it's yeah. like, she's trying to force you to get to that emotion because she's your mentor. Obviously, I have found an emotion and it's a snake. It's a, mm. They don't, they don't tell you about that emotion in school. That's, that's <laughs> the, or it's, it's, it's hunger. He's the hunger because he's always hungry and he's eating snakes mm. and rats and bats. Especially uh, if you forget that leeches are a thing and mm-hmm. uh, you just are like leaking stamina. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't remember this being such like it wasn't this bad on extreme. Why the fuck is normal mode being so bad? And it's because I was like, I had like five leeches on me. Yeah, I think that happened to me later in the game. But I was definitely like, man, I have to eat a lot to like, like, why is my stamina draining uh, He's so, so fast? Yeah. And I don't I think I think I might have called like. I was just doing my normal, like, oh, I'm just going to call people on the codec just to see what they have to say. And I called paramedic, and instead of telling me about a B-movie she watched, she was like, Snake, are you going to do something about those leeches on you? <laughs> I was like, oh, what leeches? And I love that the way you deal with it is mm-hmm. you, you put your cigar into them, like you burn the leeches off you. Mm-hmm. Which, did you get any of the little vignettes? What do you mean? So sometimes when you heal, when you like in that menu... It'll show up. It'll pull up a little like vignette oh, of yeah. Snake doing that, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's like him just you know burning off the 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 leech, or which is great because he like takes a big old puff from the cigarette or a cigar first, or even when you're eating, sometimes he will eat. Yeah, it'll video of him being a snake eater. Yeah, and you get the good David Hater Rom Nom Nom mm-hmm. <laughs> voice work. <laughs> yeah, also the in the, the the scene with the boss, the the Invisible Man is there. I don't know if the boss knows that the Invisible Man is there with her, but he's definitely there. Okay, I'm not going to tell you anything about that then. <laughs> okay. There's another one of those, like, you don't see him, but there's, like, a prompt to, like, press mm-hmm. R1, and then it'll zoom in, and you can see his outline behind the boss. Mm-hmm. 
I assume he's he's the the sorrow because that's the one that she's like, oh, if only the sorrow were here and it would make sense to be like, but he is. <laughs> he's invisible. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know why he's invisible? No. Okay, I won't tell you then. Okay. It might have come up, but I don't know that it has, and it's a good reveal later, I think, uh, if mm-hmm. it hasn't come up already. But yeah, the sorrow and the joy are the, the ones that are like lovers, which the joy is the oh, boss. Okay. Also important, I guess the boss like blows up the like little aircraft device that we came down in to like cause a scene yeah cause like the guards to because otherwise otherwise presumably snake would have had a very easy time uh sneaking to the meetup point with adam but she had to go and do that um so like some guards come in and we gotta you know sneak around them or i guess you could just kill them well i like that it's not just like oh there are guards there they're actively on caution like on the so if you don't Mm -hmm. know uh fellow gamers geeks and gamers in the crowd there are three levels of alert in this game. There's alert, which is like enemies are actively coming for you. After that wears off, there's evasion, where they're looking more actively for you. And then there's caution, which they're not looking actively for you, but I believe it's something like their sight cones are more sensitive. Mm. Uh, so if they like, so if normally they would spot you and be like, ooh, what was that? If they spot you on caution, they immediately jump to alert kind of thing. So they come in and they're on caution, like, ooh, what, like, because. Uh, a plane just blew up essentially yeah it's also very funny though because like once they like they exit caution it's like oh i guess there's nothing around here <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, there has to be something dude like the charred uh, husk of a of uh the uh the planes there oh man nothing here must have been in the, must have been the wind yeah and then we basically just like make our way through the um very beginning like the same the same part of the game from the beginning of the game again mm-hmm. except it's night now which means, like, forget, I feel like paramedics said something to me where it's like, oh, it's, it's night now, Snake, so you got to be careful about something. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, uh, ve- just like, ven- oh you- venomous animals are, or poisonous uh, okay. animals are out more. Yeah. Which, if you grab a guard, you can interrogate them, and they'll say something similar. Sometimes they'll say different things, like, you can shoot the, the fruit to get some, get some, like, get some good fruit like that, that'll re- revive your stamina, or mm-hmm. uh, at night there are more poisonous animals you got to be careful of or whatever because you can be sneaking around and a snake like a cobra bites you and you have to treat it yeah i think i was definitely bit at least once but that, i think that was later in the cave mm. and then yeah eventually we, we make our way up to the like abandoned factory building where we first met sokolov i believe i found my first cardboard box Same. uh going here uh and also a pair of thermal goggles which was very helpful for later in the game did you call Sigint when you're in the box i did not oh you should it it's like Sigint's like hey uh snake what you what you doing there and he's like i'm in a box and Sigint's like yeah uh why <laughs> i don't know it just it just feels kind of nice in here it feels i feel at home <laughs> and you can tell Sigint's like mm, well i guess like if you stand still guards will just think you're a box but you're still kind of a freak <laughs> snake he's like i don't know i like it <laughs> there are a lot of little things like that there's a camo i was gonna hold this off until actually we actually found the camo but there is a camo called the gako camo which lets you hear the keraton like ribbit that'll like oh. guide guide you a little bit to it if you call sigan he will be like hey snake why are you wearing that like it's really bright and colorful because it's the, the gako is like a duck um, it's like the counter mascot to the Keratons. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like really bright and orange and yellow and all that stuff. And Paramedic cuts into the call and chastises uh, Signet for not knowing what Gakko is 
or chastises Snake and Sigit for not knowing what, what Gakko is, and then calls Snake cute, and then Sigit's like, but like, your camo index is so low, Snake, and, and Snake's just like, well, what's wrong with being cute, Sigit? <laughs> and then Paramedic's like, he's going to wear the camo, he looks cute. So it's a very, a very fun conversation of this goofy fucking camo that you can wear. That's fun. And then we, well, we, we think we're going to meet with Adam, but then uh, Eva, Ava? Mm-hmm. Is it Ava or Eva? I think the major says Eva, but everyone else says Ava. Okay. Because I've just got in my head like Adam and Eve, so mm-hmm. that makes me want to say Adam and Ava, but yeah. Or Adam and e- Eva, because that sounds closer to Eve. Ava, as in like Evangelion. Yeah. Known uh, Hideakiano's uh, stand, Kojima couldn't resist. I, I would be very. I don't think I've ever seen one of Kojima's famous. Hey, I just watched this movie. Here's my like two tweet like response mm. to that that movie. I wonder, uh, I like, what does he think about Evangelion? I don't know about that, but I feel like he watched Shin Kamen Rider. Oh like yeah, that. he almost definitely did. But I bet he like he would have watched that because it's Kamen Rider mm. first and foremost, and then maybe secondarily because it's uh, uh, Hidekiano. I think there are like clear parallels between them. Yeah. So someone has released a video like how much Neon Genesis Evangelion is in in Metal Gear Solid, and there are as we go on, there's a lot more. So I think they are like really intrinsically linked. But I also wonder how much of that is just like the mech genre in general because as we all know people like to ascribe things to ava that are just mech shows or like mech tropes i guess uh mech show tropes maybe this is just like with how much experience i have with metal gear so far maybe there'll be some stuff later but i feel like they're very divergent in my experience and especially like from like a creative perspective like to me it seems like hidekiano's interests are very different than kojima's interest in terms of like narrative storytelling stuff yeah i would agree with that especially especially in the context of kojima as kojima remember he made zone of enders like this is not his first foray into the idea of mechs i think uh apparently according to the fandom wiki he is a fan of of evangelion and it did influence zone of enders and and such Mm -hmm. they say that it influenced particularly metal gear solid 2 I don't. I mean, I I I can see that a little bit. There's a yeah. lot more like psychological stuff going on in MGS2 than MGS1. Yeah, it's just like it's kind of. I'm sure, like Kojima might have had Ava in mind, but I just think there are better parallels. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like there there are so many post Evangelion works that feel like not just influenced, but like kind of derivative of Evangelion. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas nothing in Metal Gear feels like it's trying to like pull something like whole cloth off of Evangelion and turn it yeah. into its own thing. It's like, maybe there's some influence there in the same way that like Kojima seems like the kind of person to just like let everything he's interested in influence him and that stuff find its way into game. So like, is there some Evangelion in he- here and there? Sure. But I don't think like there's any sort of like mapping you can make from one to the other that would really like stand any ground. I don't know. Maybe things will radically change in MGS4 <laughs> or 5, but um, definitely more evangelion in zone of the enders than um, mm-hmm. mgs yeah because like especially when you look at the characters i don't think there's any parallels yeah. between like raiden and shinji or anything like that that's what i mean like hideo uh, or uh, hidekiano saw gundam and was like like amuro ray imprinted on him <laughs> um whereas like uh, like kojima saw like die hard and bruce willis imprinted on him you know like that, there's a very big difference there in terms yeah. of like 
where their like initial interest in storytelling lie. And also, I don't think like Hideo or um, Kojima saw uh, Ultraman nailed to the cross and was like, I'm going to make that my aesthetic uh, for everything going forward. <laughs> also, a uh, fun fact about Ava, um, not the person, not the mm. show. I think I mentioned this before. She's voiced by an unknown actress in English. Like we, like we don't know. Her name has never been revealed. Huh. She's, she's credited as Suzetta Minier or Mignette. That is not a real person. Apparently... People the like yeah, the Patriots, the Lalalulela. <laughs> Apparently, David Hayter knows, and like people, like so obviously people on the production side know. But there's, it's always just been a matter of speculation. There are some people who are saying that in the remake, maybe it'll be revealed. But I mean, obviously, it's all just speculation. Yeah, there's some speculation that it was like someone who was, I think it was the Little Mermaid's voice actress. And it was like, oh, Disney didn't want their like reasonably recent star to be associated with an M-rated game, so they had to like obscure it. I don't huh. know for sure, but yeah, the all I do know is that Suzetta Mignette is not a real person. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so we 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 meet Ava instead of Adam. I think she she just says like Adam couldn't she give a reason. Like, she he couldn't, couldn't make, make it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Put a put a pin in that, I guess. I don't know if that comes back up later, mm. but that seems important to me. And then, uh, you know, we do the whole "Who are the Patriots?" Uh, thing, like call call sign to her, mm-hmm. and she doesn't she doesn't know the answer. <laughs> she doesn't know <laughs> to say the Lalalule Lo. <gasps> so she has to like prove that she's on his side by shooting a bunch of guards that ambush us. Yeah. Also, also she's accompanied by some sexy Kenny G jazz music. <laughs> That's like her <laughs> musical motif. Is like uh, soprano sax. She drives a, a sweet uh, motorcycle and yep. uses a broom handle Mauser gun, which is a Chinese replica of a German gun, I think. Yeah, I think that's what. And of course, says, the snake, snake fucking geeks out over it. It's like, oh my God, you have to. And the same thing with later when she gives him a gun and he's like you could like he's like fucking breathlessly looking over it like oh my god the this that's polished to a mirror sheen and i could carve this out and make it into a cqc weapon and da, 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 da. it's like oh my god yeah this calm down th- this is the gun i was talking about this is the one he's horny for i'm like okay Damn, yeah. snake is about to fuck this gun <laughs> <laughs> m1911 uh yeah he like he's like he's like inspecting it and it's like oh they did this to the barrel and this to the shaft and a bunch <laughs> of gun freak nonsense that i don't know about but he's just like oh my god like whoever whoever owned this gun knows their stuff <laughs> except except he had to make one modification like you said he he like takes his knife and carves into the uh i guess like the grip of mm-hmm. the uh the pistol to give like a notch to like push his knife hand up against so he can yeah. you know like do the cqc thing yeah basically so that like having the having if you have like your left hand in the in the gun and then your right hand on a knife you can put the two together in a way that it's not like making your hand bulge out essentially the knife becomes the other part of the handle so you're easy yeah. you, you're not affecting aim by having both in your hand right so you can hold it steady and not like mm-hmm. feel like you're pushing one cylindrical object up against another right but yeah you can also press r1 to stare at her boobs yep she also, like, she comes in, she's wearing, like, a motorcycle helmet and a jumpsuit, and she immediately takes off the helmet, which, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, and then immediately, like, unzips, like, her, the top half of her jumpsuit, specifically so that you can, you can see her belly button. It's, like, it's, like, purposefully designed so that, like, <laughs> the last thing you see before it cuts to the bottom half is her belly button, and, like, damn, some horny freaks made this game, but honestly, in a 
way I appreciate, I don't know, I find this way more like funny and charming than like, I don't know, like we'll get to the quiet stuff eventually, I guess, but something, I guess it helps that it's like a PS2 game. So it's like, like a PS2 sexy lady is not like a, oh my God, like I'm, I'm oh, I'm getting steamy playing this, this PS2 game. <laughs> it just, it feels more like, I don't know, like innocent kind of like, isn't this, isn't this silly that you can do this? I don't well, know. not to be like the, actually she's a 500 year old dragon or whatever. <laughs> It makes sense for her to be sexy and like try to kind of seduce Snake. Like she is a spy. Like mm-hmm. she's she is working with the the with Gru and all that as a spy. So her kind of trying to be like sexy around Snake makes sense to me as like a yeah. trying to kind of take him off guard. It also like plays into like both the like um, femme fatale mm-hmm. stuff they're clearly going for with her, but also like this is James Bond shit. Yeah, and probably like way better than James Bond because in James Bond, like she'd just be like it would just be the quiet stuff. She would just be wearing a bikini for no reason. <laughs> uh, and it's like, oh, I I blend in with the environment because of my uh my my luscious olive skin <laughs> matches the tree branches <laughs> or whatever. Like it'd be that bullshit. But yeah, like yeah, you're right. It like it makes sense for her to like present herself this way to Snake, and she's very like I get the impression that she's very clearly aware of the fact that like Snake is ogling her <laughs> and is like like distracted by her body. Mm-hmm. And there's like a really cool, I don't know if this is like a, a story codec call or just one of the random codec calls I had with the major, but you can talk to the major about her like as a spy and you as another spy. And the major's basically like, he, you know, he does it in like a, a funny kind of way in the way that all of his dialogue is. But he's like, hey, Snake, this, it's like a give and take thing. Like you're both spies and you're like working together, but also like you are on like opposite teams at the end of the day. So you got to realize that like, she's trying to play you the same way that you should be trying to play her right kind of thing and like uh like yes you're allies but also no like you know like she's not gonna like give you everything all at once and it's not that she's not gonna be manipulative of you mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to like have the game outright tell you that it's like hey it's, like, she's not just a cool sexy lady that's here to help like she's got her own agenda and has own things her own things she's trying to accomplish that might be in line with yours but also might not be yeah exactly and which, like, again, that was a story thing, because then Paramedic cuts in and is basically like, yeah, you really should go to sleep. Like, yeah, you can't trust her, but at the end of the day, you've been through a lot, Snake. So you need to, to take a nap, and you take a nap. Also very fun that, like, you know, her name is Ava, like, Eve, Adam and Eve, uh, and he is Snake. So she says to him, like, oh, you're Snake? Are you here to tempt me? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a fun little line. Uh, and then, yeah, she gives you a sick forty five pistol that Snake's going to, like, jack off to later <laughs> and also your trank gun you get you get both after i don't know if they show the, the trank gun but you have both after this scene uh because it's worth noting the boss when when she whipped your ass she destroyed oh, yeah. your gun she like basically field stripped it because snake's about to like snake realizes she's about to charge at him and she does and then literally like just grabs the like the slide of the gun out of his hand yeah it's pretty sick. Yeah, breaks it apart like within while it's still in his hand, kind of thing. Like I think he tries to pull the trigger, but then the slide's gone, so he's like, "Uh, uh. yeah." Which is a, another reason why I'm less like you know, um, uh, I'll, I'll just pin it here. I'm very interested to get to the quiet stuff because I'm curious how that all plays out in the context of that game. But like, I'm more forgiving of like the Ava stuff because also like it it would be 
a problem if the only like major um woman character in this story was like a lady who immediately like unzips her uh jumpsuit <laughs> yeah. down to her navel and is mm-hmm. like oh look at my breast snake but you've also got uh, a character like the boss in this game which is just like the most badass character in this game mm-hmm. and she's like she's like sexy in the way that like any like strong evil hot lady is is hot and sexy but like not like in the like uh way that like ava's being presented so it's like i you know we we should be more diligent than to say like oh having a a a hot evil lady in your game makes it (laughs) good and from a representation standpoint but it definitely like means that there's like more um diversity to the female representation in this game than just like the oh look at this sexy lady um kind of stuff uh, yeah with with ava kojima's not perfect when it comes to female representation but i feel like he is more thoughtful than than most there are some points where he definitely drops the ball pre-MGS5, but MGS5 comes, like, it's such a departure from his normal female representation, where it's like, gee, like, did someone else tell you to put this, like, it almost feels like someone was like, you need a sexy lady, put him in, put her in there kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It was very strange comparatively, but I don't know, we'll get to that. Yeah. I've said it before, like, it stands out to me, especially at the time that this game would have come out, that Kojima is clearly, like, interested in making the effort to put uh, women characters in his game in, like, substantial roles um and not just like background or in service of um you know like the male gaze aspect of playing a video game in 2003 whenever this game came 2004 yeah and yeah i do remember um with uh ava she she like i think i think she gives you your your trank gun first she's like oh you're gonna need this and then also by the way i've got this (laughs) special thing for you and then she also gives you a scientist disguise which i feel like i knew this about this game that like the camo system is not just like a, um, uh, you know, oh, this this helps you like blend in with the environment more, makes it harder for guards to detect you. I also knew there was some element of like, oh, you can get specific outfits in the game that'll let you blend in, kind of like in MGS2 when yeah. we wear like the the Russian soldier outfit to like sneak around uh, in the core. Uh, so I I was delighted when she gave me the scientist disguise. Like, yes, I want to be, <laughs> I want to <laughs> pretend to be a scientist to sneak around. Which I guess we'll get to next time oh we we forgot to mention by the way uh when the boss confronts you snake asks her why did you defect and she just outright says i didn't i i'm like holding true to my Mm. beliefs kind of thing basically say like trying to infuse into him that like kind of what what we hear solid snake say in mgs2 to raiden of like a soldier follows orders kind of thing but like that doesn't have to be you. You can find your own reason to fight. And that's that's kind of what the boss is trying to tell him. Like, you can go on this path and next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. But like, you need to decide that. It can't be something that people decide for you. You need to find that emotion to carry into battle kind of thing, uh, which I really like. Yeah. And then she steps on his hand with the horse, Lamo. Yes. <laughs> which I immediately like went to the... Oh, same, yeah. The cure menu and then you don't have to to cure it which i thought was a missed opportunity especially because like there's there's other things like that in the game that the the game's much better about and then um yeah she tells you to take a nap ava tells you to take a nap um and that they've got sokolov in the lab like finishing work on the shagohad and then we wake up from a nap and uh who should be there to greet us but it's our our baby boy (laughs) uh ocelot before we wake up, I believe, uh, we also get a cut of Ava contacting someone. Oh, that's true. We don't know who, 
but she's outside like on the radio yeah. and then then snake wakes up and you can do the r1 thing to look at ava's booty mm. and then yeah the the ocelot crew rolls up how did you uh handle that is ocelot here or is it just his boys or is he like does he like show up and he's he like, shows oh, up leave my... he shows up after everyone else is defeated oh okay oh okay i just i just i guess i just don't have any notes about this first encounter with them um, with with the are they called they're called like the ocelot unit unit yeah mm-hmm. i okay i th- i'm trying to think at some point in this playthrough because the way i've i've treated the other two games was like i'm only gonna like trank people like i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to kill as little people as possible i'm not gonna like strictly go for a no kill run but like if i have an option to get through something without killing someone or you know if if it's easy for me to do without killing people i'll do it i think because of the like the amount of attention given to the 45 and maybe also it might have just been like equipped by default when this whole sequence started where you have to take out the six guards but i think at some point in this encounter i made the decision of you know what that was uh that was raiden and that was solid snake who were like oh you know keep the casualties to a minimum uh, this is Naked Snake. He's he's a gun freak. He he chomps on cigars all day long. He's gonna fucking <laughs> headshot these motherfuckers. So I still snuck around to get all these guys um, and managed to do the whole thing um, in stealth. But I definitely like popped some hard bullets into these guys' brains. <laughs> um, uh, so I thought this the sequence was really fun, especially because like when you go here the first time in the Virtuous Mission, like you get that cutscene where like the guards invade, but you don't actually have to fight any of them. Mm-hmm. So getting to do it now after you've like had two chances to familiarize yourself with like the geometry of the level, uh, I thought was pretty cool. Cause I knew like, Oh, I can sneak under the building from this point and I can get on the top of the building from here and, and look out and see where the guards are. And like, I knew where to like get good lines of sight on these people. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool ways to handle it. So there's a little lat or hatch in the bottom of the thing you can go through mm-hmm. Um, and like sneak around and get some guys that way if you stay in the room guards will break down the door and and storm in you can actually jump out of the window and like basically oh, huh. right into some guards arms and like cap them from there uh that'll set off an alert but i hid in the locker mm. and then they i think they try to like shoot the locker or something but i think if you either like just like stay still or if you crouch or something like that like you don't get hurt um, mm. and they just walk out okay so on the extreme run i did it no alerts, no tranks. I snuck, or, or sorry, no kills. I snuck around, you know, went under, got everyone. I did get alerted once and I reset because uh, I didn't realize there was a guy on the roof. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, but I got everyone else. I think I, no matter what, I'm not going to be able to get the big boss ranking because you have to do that in under five hours and not use any health medicine, which I did. Because mm. in this game, rations do not heal you. They yeah. are like the worst food to eat. Like, if you eat the ration, it's like, oh, a Russian ration should be nutritious, and you eat it, and Snake's like, ah! So I got all of them, no problem, whatever. But I'm not going to get the big boss ranking. Whatever, it's fine. I can live with that. I'll learn to forgive myself. On my normal run, uh, which I'm just doing all of the keratons for that, uh, which are the little frogs. If you shoot all 64, you get face pain or camo, one of the two. That one, when they shot down the door to get into the room, I threw a grenade in to where they were and killed all of them at once. Uh, and then just went around just like blap 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 blap. But uh, fun fact about the, the that that run, it's even though I was going through just like fucking blasting everyone as much as I could, I still died a few times. Uh, el- not in this section, but elsewhere. Um, so it is important to note, just in case anyone's curious about like difficulty scaling or whatever. 
even though you're on normal and you're playing it as fast and loose as you want to, you can still get overwhelmed and killed. Like that's that's it's not like a you either do stealth or you could just be an immortal badass. You can still get overwhelmed and, and easily shot down. So on very easy, yeah, it's basically impossible to die. Uh, but on normal, there is still a, a bit of difficulty. But yeah, I, I took out everyone, and then we get a scene with our very special boy. It's 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 funny. You have to go back into the room where you met Sokolov and where you were just sleeping, and then exit out again. Yeah. And you hear blah 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 blah, and you're like, ooh, who's shooting? And you go out, and it's Ocelot. And the Ocelot, Ocelot, not the Ocelot unit. He has Ava hostage. Like, holds her by the throat. But she's wearing, like, her helmet and has her face mask up. So she's still disguised. Because uh, remember, she is with Vulcan. And by extension, with Ocelot. But he doesn't know that. He gropes her and is like, mm-hmm. mm, a, a female spy. Yep. So it's not like a sexy grope. It's like a, wait a minute. Like, what is this I feel? Um, and, like, smells the perfume or, or whatever. And... He's about to shoot Snake. Oh, <laughs> but he's about to shoot Snake. But he's so last time, if you remember, dear listener, he was using a Makarov, a semi-automatic Makarov. But he was trying mm-hmm. to do this like unnecessary, like manual cycling of the gun. Uh, so yeah. if anyone doesn't know how guns work, you shoot the bullet and the bullet comes out and like the next bullet comes in because the slide shoots back. Um, it's a an automatic way of doing it versus a revolver, which you have to like manually click the the action back um so it's like single action versus double action guns or whatever i'm not a gun guy but i think that's how it works we're sigit when you need them yeah exactly when he pulls the when he did that the gun jammed because he was doing silly nonsense and then he was disarmed by snake and this time the reason uh if you were paying attention dear listener why why i mentioned the Uh the number of times he went i noticed yeah It's because he's using a six-shot revolver that is custom engraved, uh, which Snake also points out. Like, the, like he's like those that revolver, those engravings on the revolver give you no tactical advantage whatsoever, unless you're looking for a collector's piece. Which is like, oh yeah, Snake, get his ass. And then he sa- Snake says, and also you for- like, there's one more thing you forgot. You don't have what it takes to kill me. And he just stands there like arms out. And then Ocelot tries to fire, but. Uh, it's a six-shot revolver, and he's already shot six shots. Just yeah. to kind of like let Snake know he's there. I don't, I don't know. But Ava like kicks him in the head, like does like a scorpion kick or like a like a bicycle kick, and kicks him in the head. Jumps down onto her motorcycle and uses him as a ramp to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. launch off of. And then Snake uh, beats. Or no, then he runs off. He just runs off. He doesn't. He doesn't get incapacitated here. Yeah. Also, when he holsters his gun, he holsters it the wrong way the first time he tries to holster it, and he has to pull it back out and flip it around again. <laughs> so he he's just a little guy. He's trying things out. Uh, he's working through it. Um, and I think when we see him again, it's a different gun. It's not the engraved gun anymore. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like, I think Snake points it out, too. He's like, oh, I see you've changed guns already. <laughs> like, oh, damn, I'm glad you're listening. You're, you're trying to improve. I like that about you, sir. It's just so funny to me that, like, he's, like, doing the insane thing with the Makarov at the beginning of the game, and Snake's like, why the fuck are you doing that? You should be using a single-action gun. And then he does get a single-action gun, but it's this, like, fucking, like, souvenir novelty gun, <laughs> basically, is what it looks like to me with all the engravings. And Snake's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, and then he comes back and it's like, oh, I've, I've got these better pistols now. What do you think of these? <laughs> he's constantly trying to impress Snake. Yeah, it's... 
so funny because like it's so different the, than the impression I got of Ocelot from the first two games of like, oh, this like expert marksman, like he knows his his gun as good as his own body. Uh, and <laughs> apparently, back in the '60s, he was just fucking getting by on luck. Um, <laughs> because this this fucker should have been dead by now if he can't remember how many bullets his gun has it's like oh it only fires six oh silly me (laughs) whoops i love that and like you know before like metal gear solid 5 and i maybe peace walker i don't remember probably not peace walker but metal gear solid 5 came out there is no different like there's no explanation of how he went from one to the other but i kind of almost like that as like an idea of like oh here he's like a fresh boy but then over the next 40 years he because you like the the kind of cool takeaway is that he is very in a weird way receptive to being told what to do i guess Mm. or is like oh man like he like you're right i should try that so it's almost like after 40 years of constantly being like oh yeah i should try that he's just like honed into his masterpiece um or his, his master gun but yeah, I, I I love Ocelot in this game. This, by the way, was my first exposure to Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> this is the first game I, I ever played Metal Gear Solid. So uh, it was very funny going back to MGS1 and be like, wait a minute, why is this boy here? Like, this, this old, he's like an old man now, what the fuck? After we beat him, he runs off and Ava's like, oh shit, I gotta go back to the base before he does, so that he doesn't know I'm gone. She goes through a, a fence that was previously blocked off, and then that's where we go. And we go through Chior Chinorji Prud, just like a little swampland. Did you get the croc hat? I did not get the croc hat. Ah, uh, poor boy. I need to look up a, a picture of this now. Oh yeah, um, it's it's so good. I think I've seen it before, or mm-hmm. I've definitely seen like fan art of Snake wearing wearing this. Um, oh my god! If you and if you look in first person while you're wearing it, you can like see the crocodile jaws on either side of you. Oh my god, it's big. <laughs> hmm. Well, and there's a section. Do you remember that section? We'll talk about in probably next episode where there's like the people on the hovercrafts and they have a spotlight and everything. Oh, if you have the croc cap on that section is super easy because they they huh. don't see you. They think you're a crocodile as one That's should. Fun. I like that. It's so long. Oh, like the it's... crocodile cap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really big. Um, this is also where you get the Gakko uh, camo. Mm. But yeah, it's a and this is also where I got covered in leeches. Uh, there's also a lot of crocodiles in this area, and if if you like bump into one of them when you're in the water, they just insta kill you. It's you're gone, mm. which I think I love. I love that, like, because especially if you don't see it and you're just like swimming along, swimming along, and then like out of the corner of your eye, you see the the crocodile's like mouth come out of the corner, like, oh fuck, I'm dead, and <laughs> yeah, you just get absolutely trounced. Yeah, I thought this this part was cool, just from like a visual uh standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this is definitely where uh, I guess me and you both would have picked up the leeches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, at some point at this part, I needed to like, oh, because I was like fucking leeched. And so I was like, damn, I got to like eat a bunch of my food. I forget which snake it was, but I ate a snake and I got one of those like like cutscene vignettes of snake, mm. like literally like two handing the snake and just like tearing <laughs> like raw bit of it out of the middle. And he's like, oh, tasty. <laughs> mm, yum, yum, meat. Me, me, mm, hungry. The recurring bit with the uh, paramedic of any time you talk to her about anything, uh, she's like, please don't ask how it tastes. And he's just like, how does it taste? <laughs> like, well, the, it's the guide says, I guess it's fine. It's like, oh, can't wait to try it. <laughs> I also talked with uh, Ava over the codec at some point between here and the next bit. Um, and Snake asks her why she defected. Because if we remember, she's a 
She was an NSA code breaker that defected to the KGB. And she says something about like, uh, she's like very vague. She says like, um, I realized that the gravity in this universe was holding me back. And I'm like, damn, she's a Gundam protagonist <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Gundam villain, either or. And then she says something about like, uh, you know, like, oh, uh, I realized that half of what I had been told was a complete lie. And the other half was like a conveniently constructed lie. I don't know, something, something vague about like, you know, like, oh, you know, like I wasn't being like told the truth and that's why I defected or something like that. Yeah. Which, uh, in case anyone uh, was wondering, th- they are, th- this is a real person, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Ni- in September 1960, two NSA cryptologists, William Hamilton Martin and Vernon F. Mitchell, defected to the USSR. Hmm. Granted, they're both, they're both men and they didn't have like the, the code name out of an Eva. That was that was this, uh, though. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, William Hamilton Martin, uh, as a hobby, played chess and collected Japanese sword handles or suka, mm. uh, which not related to anything else. But that's I don't know. He's a weeb. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, and of course, you know, content warning, homophobia. They were marked as because they defected together. They they were marked uh, as gay, and that was the whole thing. Mm. But kind of goes back to Kojima's thing of like taking a real world thing and just kind of tweaking it a little bit to be in this universe. Oh, two NSA codebreakers really defected in 1960. Well, what if they were Adam and Ava kind of thing? Mm. This is also at some point I I called uh, Sigint and he, um, I believe you walked me through this last time, but um, apparently this is where it shows up in the game. Sigint walks me through all the names of the, what are they called? The Cobra unit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're named for the emotions that they bring into battle. There's the joy and the, uh, like, this is where I learned, oh, the boss is also the joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fear and the pain and the sorrow and the, there's one other, right? The end. The end, yeah. Which, not an emotion, but okay, I'll let it, I'll let it slide. They, they, try, <laughs> they try to, like, hand wave that a little bit where it's like, they talk about the end as in, like, the emotion of, like, existential mm. dread or, or whatever of, like, the finality of life kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's not an emotion. Uh, get a new name. <laughs> F- fucking loser. Uh, he should have been like the the dread. Ah, some kind of judge or like the patience because he's a sniper. But oh. also, that's also by the way why this is Operation Snake Eater. It's because he's killing the Cobra. Unit. Oh, that makes sense. I'm also mm. out here literally eating snakes. That's so. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> and then yeah, then we get to like. Um, at some point, Ava Ava tells us like uh, like okay, here's here's where you need to go to like get to the um uh the factory or or the lab, I guess, where you're mm-hmm. gonna like find in or where where they think Sokolov is, I think. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then while you're on your way through there, she's basically like, oh, you got to go through the the alligator infested bog and then go down go, the electric uh, the electric fences and then yeah. there's like a little base there along the way with a helicopter you can get tnt and some other stuff i didn't because i was mm. going for a stealth run uh on my normal run oh boy i blew that fucking helicopter to kingdom come oh i didn't do that but i definitely like snuck around and killed all the guards Mm. Um, and then took a lot of the supplies and stuff that were in the various buildings. Um, I feel like I picked up some cool stuff, but oh, I, I, I definitely have like, by the end of, um, I guess what we'll talk about for the next episode, I have like so many different guns now. I'm like, mm. damn, I'm like kitted out. I'm like ready to fucking murk people. <laughs> you get like the AK-47, you can get a whole bunch of shit. You can also get a lot of camo that I didn't get. Um, like the, uh, the snow face paint, you can get water camo. I got that yeah uh so every level has there's like rewards for really 
looking around um, yeah. in a way that it's like, oh yeah, you like that's why to get the big boss or or whatever the the max rating is is like a five hour run. It's because you can go through the game like really fucking quick, but obviously it pays to take your time and, and go through it, kind of thing. Yeah, and I really like the level design here. It's like interesting how more like these games get more open as they go along, where like. MGS1 is like fairly linear. There's some like backtracking, but it's basically like, hey, go back to the previous location, then you can proceed forward after you get a thing. MGS2 is more like, hey, like there's like a cyclical kind of structure to the level. So like you can kind of go forward or backward and kind of loop back around if you need to like re uh, visit locations and things. And then this game is like, well, there's like the broader, like you're going through the forest kind of open areas where you can find things and pick off guards and sneak around. And then you kind of get to these more isolated levels of like, hey, here's a little like military base outpost that you can like sneak around and find stuff in. And then you go back to the kind of the more open like foresty areas. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really enjoying that kind of structure of like, oh, hey, here's a cool little location while I'm on the way to like the next story bit. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, a lot of those like forest areas don't have any enemies. They're just like like the the mm. the bog that has a bunch of crocodiles. The challenge yeah. of that area is to not get eaten by crocodiles. Um, right. Because this like, I, this is going to sound really stupid, but like it, it made it reminded me of the fact that like like you and I, you know, we live in cities. We live, you know, in, you know, places, whatever. Like there are just like places that exist, you know, like forests that just have like paths going through it. And it's like because my experience with like the forest is like through hiking and going through trails and everything. And this really makes you feel like you are just in the middle of fucking nowhere and yeah. like reminds you of like, oh, yeah, you might go hiking and all that. But like, just imagine having none of the modern conveniences of hiking on a trail or hiking, you know, going to a campsite or whatever. It's like, oh, damn, you're like really in the in the middle of fucking the forest and the forest is like actively hostile against you or at least indifferent to your suffering, which I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, oh, these fucking city slickers. I understand. It's just one of those things that like when you're not exposed to it all the time, you kind of take things for granted. And this is a, like a way of like reminding me like, oh, yeah, like the world's really big and like has a lot of places that are untouched by man or like minimally touched by man. Uh, and this really kind of put me into that headspace of like, ooh, like I'm, I'm surviving in the wilderness. Definitely. And it's like, you know, makes you really, um, and I think the you know, uh, levels are well constructed in this way too, of makes you view the like outpost and, and military like installations that are here as, as like just that, like installations. Like they had to like come out and build these things into the, the natural landscape. Like it's clearly not um, a place suitable to build structures and so that's why like oh there's this tiny little base here in this small clearing and then there's a bunch of like forest that's completely unbuildable land that you have to then like walk a path through to get to the next like little factory or lab kind of area where there's another flat patch of land that they could clearly like build something in like it feels like a remote location that like really wasn't meant to have like <laughs> uh bases and stuff built into that they had to like really like um uh build out in a in a way yeah, because hike hiking trails are like a man-made thing. Like they are something that yeah. is basically putting a, a change on an otherwise. So, like as a result, it to be on a hiking trail or to be in the woods or whatever, it sometimes feels like like oh damn, like who who put that there? Like I wonder why they put that there. And then you have to remember, oh yeah, they didn't. <laughs> that was just there. Like that's just a tree. Yeah, you know, 
like so in this like it just kind of really puts that in that headspace like you said of like oh they this was a, a challenge to put a, a small little building out here because as soon as you take one step out of it you're crawling under or over rocks or, or going through a, a crocodile infested bog or or whatever yeah either in gator country or snake county exactly so anyone who's getting sniffy about like all these city slickers just remember if you like hiking a lot that's basically the city outside <laughs> i'm always saying this <laughs> yeah um and then yeah then we like we uh um by the way how did how did you um uh get through like the electric fences and stuff uh, i crawled under or or i crawled under the first one and then went over the tree on the other one there are little boxes that you can yeah. break that'll like make it at least so you don't get electrified but i just i didn't need it because I, I knew where to go yeah this is also when I, I thought the thermal goggles were helpful because I could like see um, uh, the dogs, the dogs and stuff like that, um, which I, I'm trying to remember if I killed the dog. I think I just snuck around the dog. I don't think I did anything to the dog. Yeah, on, on my normal difficulty, which is essentially like my Undertale genocide run. Like <laughs> even even if I put someone to sleep, I'm like, no, no witnesses, um, except for the dogs. I, I trank the dogs. Because mm. also, fun fact, uh, in the game, even major zero says like you need to let yourself be known a little bit kind of thing because in the virtuous mission it was supposed to be like your your being there is a violation of international law here we're kind of trying to tell the soviets like hey we're we're working on it don't worry kind of thing so there is there's even like a kind of a story reason to leave a few bodies or at least to affect some people by like knocking them out or something just to let the soviets know hey, we're here, probably didn't mean kill everyone on site, but <laughs> they should have been more specific. That's true. Just following orders. Mm -hmm. Like a good soldier. <laughs> and then you get to like a, like a ridge kind of clearing area. Um, a crevice is how it's described. Crevice, yes. And this is where we, uh, yeah, crevice is definitely the right word for that. We meet back up with Ocelot, which, okay, between when Ocelot and... Um, uh, 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 when Ocelot like attacks you and Ava, and oh, it's this. been like twenty minutes. <laughs> I was gonna say because like dude comes back, and not only does he have like new guns that he's like, well, I'll put a pin in that. He's got new guns, but he's also got cowboy spurs now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like dude did a quick change like in between. And uh, he has a pieces. full he has a full squad with him again. It's like wait a minute, I just killed them. Yeah, and so yeah, he's got two new guns, and he does the Ocelot thing of like, oh, I'm gonna flip these guns around because I'm so good with my gun kata it goes on for forever mm -hmm. and it's beautiful i i literally um i i um just happened to make a save state right at the beginning of this cutscene. it was like oh you know bus fight's about to happen clearly let me you know like make a quick save state i literally like reloaded the save state just so i could watch the gun flipping again because it's so good and it just it keeps going and it like occasionally cuts to snake and then cuts back to ocelot and it's just still happening and you think it's it's like got multiple fake outs where it's like you think he's done and then he just keeps going. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I I recommend watching the two videos I just uh, sent you. Uh -huh. it, one of them I I don't know if Tornado Yoshida is the mocap actor. I think that's just him replicating it. But they do have like they have footage of the original mocap actor because like at, like I think I tweeted amazing. it even. As you're watching it, you're like, there's no fucking way someone can do this. And then, goddamn, they can. They absolutely can, actually. <laughs> yeah, knowing they, they mo-capped it is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's dedication. Which I think, 
it might just be because Kojima just fucking loves the idea. He's like, I want to, like, he's just like, I want to meet this guy. Let's put him in our game somehow. Same with how he meets or why there's so many like celebrities in Death Stranding. He's like, I just want to meet these people. <laughs> Let's put him in the game. Let's scan him. Yeah, he was doing the, yeah, he was doing the, I'm going to scan all my favorite celebrities thing even before he, he had the technology to do it. He's like, oh, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to hire my favorite uh, gun artist <laughs> to, to flip some guns <laughs> in my game. Uh, um, yeah, this rolls. It's great. I had kind of seen parts of this because anytime I would like go to tweet about our MGS1 episodes or MGS2 episodes and be like, oh, I want to get a gif of uh, Revolver Ocelot doing his thing. I, it, the, what comes up first when you just type in like Revolver Ocelot gun flipping gif is mostly just MGS3 gifs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to shield my eyes. <laughs> but like, even though I like knew there was some ridiculous stuff again the length of the scene is what just astonished me as like it just it keeps going <laughs> i didn't want it to stop and this we'll get to how it happens more later but this boss fight by the way just fucking whips it is so good um yeah. it's very reminiscent in vibe to the mgs1 ocelot fight where you're in that little cube mm-hmm. in this one there's like more cover for him but it's the same idea like oh there's cover and if you get behind cover he will shoot and it'll ricochet into you um, but there's a, so much to interact with. Um, I'll, I'll list some things that I saw. I don't know if you did any, but if you shoot him in the head, his cap will fly off and he'll go, yep. oh, my hat. And then later he will go over and pick it up and gives you a few seconds to like get a shot in on him because you'd be like, oh, that's that's perfect. And he'll be like, oh, I look really good now. Mm-hmm. You can shoot beehives mm-hmm. and that'll that'll bring him out of thing. Uh, there's a markhor, like a animal in the background. If you shoot him. Ocelot will stop, turn around, be like, why'd you do that? Why? Well, he wasn't hurting anyone. Huh. Um, that's another thing. And then if you, it, as you're doing this, occasionally his, because squ- he's like, you know, let me handle this squad. This is going to be mano a mano. The, the squad will be like, oh, Major, I, I can't, I can't just watch you get hurt. And they'll start shooting and Ocelot will be like, ah, stop it. And, and you know, they'll stop. Did you get the quick draw duel? No. So if the fight goes on for long enough, I guess, eventually he'll they'll he'll stop and there'll be a cutscene and he'll be like uh quick draw the the essence of the duel and he'll come up to you <laughs> and have a quick draw duel i lost every single time oh my god and then if he reloads there's a separate cutscene of that where he just gets like really fucking horny he's like oh the th- i've never felt the thrill of battle like this to reload in the middle of a fight uh and he's just like standing in the middle of the open and you just blast him Cause, oh, because in the corner, by the way, under his health bar, there is a um, uh, an ammo counter. So you know when he's when he's out of ammo. Yeah, I thought this fun fight was super fun. Um, and you can like climb up in. There's a tree on your side of the uh, crevice that you can um, climb up into to get like a better shot on him. And I think he'll be like either him or his his uh, unit will say something like, "Hey, that's no fair. Like you've got a better better viewing angle up there mm-hmm. than I do." And then I think at that point, like instead of his like unit members being like oh i can't i can't stand back and watch i've got to do something they'll be like well if you're gonna play that way we can we can play that way too and then the <laughs> the, the like unit members from behind you start shooting you well there there are a few things like if you throw grenades that'll also happen where like hey mm. no, fight fair but oh and there's like there's also really interestingly in the corner there's some respawning ammo and also a snake that i think keeps respawning it's kind of yeah. like the thing of like, especially on extreme i really appreciated that and I like that Kojima is basically like, yeah, like there's a chance that like you didn't know this boss fight's coming up in theory. There's a chance that you're just out of ammo. You might have 
for what for whatever reason burn through all your ammo and now you're stuck in this fight or maybe you're really low on stamina or whatever and kojima doesn't want to kind of soft block you he he wants to kind of give you the way out um which i really appreciated yeah i feel like there, there's been a lot of fights like that um in the other two games where there's like mm-hmm. ammo you can pick up that will respawn but i feel like the ammo in this fight respawned a lot faster than yeah. some of the other uh, instances of that kind of thing and I definitely noticed the snake too. And there's also, I saw a couple like rabbits and stuff. That's like, oh yeah, like if I was running low on stamina, I could shoot these rabbits and then eat a tasty treat. Yeah, because if, you, if you're low on stamina, if you don't know, uh, listener, your, your aim becomes really bad. And also your stomach starts growling like it has a mouth of its own, which if you do, if that happens when you're sneaking, they'll hear you. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, what was that noise? Because your stomach mm. growled so loud. But did, did you... Uh, kill ocelot with a gun or with a trank i think with a gun okay if you trank kill the bosses you get a special camo oh okay so in this case you would get a leopard print camo that it's special all of them have a special ability the special ability for this one is animals won't attack you i think so like a snake won't bite you the fears special camo is spider camo which basically gives you like maximum camo but it drains your stamina like insanely fast. <laughs> so each one gives like a little special thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a picture of it right now. It's called uh, Animal. Mm-hmm. Looks like he lo- the, it looks like he's making a fashion statement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which also, uh, oh, we forgot to mention, uh, Ocelot does meow again. Oh yes. Yeah. Also, this. Um, uh, well, he meows, and it. This didn't click with me the last time. Like that's how he like like whistles in his troops. Like yeah. he meows mm-hmm. and then the, the unit comes in uh, mm-hmm. and surrounds them, uh, which is like, okay, like at least, at least it makes sense why he's meowing. It's still fruity as hell, but <laughs> that's what I told you earlier when it was like, I think it was off mic, how before you had played it, I was like, oh, Snake is going to basically say to Ocelot, okay, you did the revolver thing, but why'd you have to do it so gay? Like, yeah. why, why'd you do that? <laughs> This is also this whole thing is gay as hell. Like the yes. cut scene, there's like a really great like eyes locking thing where it's like like um uh split screen of the top half of the screen is just like a narrow um shot of Ocelot's eyes and the bottom half is uh, a narrow shot of Snake's eyes. I'm like, damn, <laughs> if, they, if there wasn't a crevice crevice in between them, they'd they'd kiss or or fraught guns together. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think. You know, not not really a spoiler or anything like that. I don't think there's anything to counterindicate that Adam is gay or that uh, Ocelot is gay. Wow, <laughs> slip of the tongue there. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, um, like, and given given how much like he like works with Big Boss, and then later his kind of relationship to to Snake, like Solid Snake. Yeah, it's like I, there's nothing indicating that he's not just like full on gay gay homosexual no no one could be that much of a freak and not at least be a little bit gay yeah um, so we'll we'll, ca- we'll couch we'll couch him at least in the in the bi section the, the i mean though speaking of kojima he has several times uh retweeted artwork and such oh yeah of like them living together and, and being like you know in a relationship so he he knows yeah much like retweeting maddie's tweet about uh <laughs> solid solidus being a short king um <laughs> yes god kojima bless. knows i misread that tweet and thought uh it was like oh yeah uh, ocelot looks like a short king and i was like you know what ocelot is like a short king in spirit <laughs> uh, regardless of his actual height but 
I don't think Solidus has short king energy. But um, and then yeah, the fight ends and we're attacked by uh oh my god, I feel like I have multiple things in my notes. Are they're not bees? Even though every time they they show up, I'm like, ah, it's the bee guy. But if he's <laughs> not the bee guy. He's the, are they wasps or are they hornets? Hornets. Okay, so he's the hornet guy. <laughs> so my notes that just have oh, it's the bees or wasps or what are they? Um, I oh I forgot another favorite detail of this, which is um. The bees, so like the bees are attacking both you and Ocelot, and like snakes. I don't know what Snake is doing to get them off. He's just like grunting, he, and then he eventually... he's like waving his hands. Like he's like, ah, wow, oh, fuck. Yeah, kind of like if you were Me- surrounded by hornets, you would be like, ah, oh, wow, oh, fuck. Right. Meanwhile, all the the Ocelot unit guys are just like fucking dying. Like their yeah. heads are exploding because they're getting too many hornet stings. Meanwhile, Ocelot is like gun flip tricking the, yeah. the hornets away. From Hell, <laughs> very. Yeah. And very successfully too. Like it's working. <laughs> oh, he's not. He's left with zero stings. He is. He is yeah. like because because they cut to the hornets like falling to the to his feet because uh, he's basically making his guns into like rotating fly swatters. It's wild. Yeah, he's he's like pistol whipping hornets. <laughs> yeah. God bless. Uh, so then Snake, you know, jumps into uh, the the crevice. Uh, which, uh, damn it, Kojima! If you fall into the crevice during the fight, you die. But if you do it here, it's okay. And you end up in a spooky cave. Yes, which is where we will leave off for this time. Uh, very excited to talk about adventures in the cave and beyond. Um, uh, but that'll, that'll, that'll be for another time. Um, do you have anything else to say about this section of the game? Um, I don't think so. Um, that, yeah, no, that, it's, we've, I think we hit everything. Uh, yeah. It just perfect experience i can't think of anything that i like rubbed up against that i was like oh damn this sucks or or man i wish they did this differently like it just it just all works yeah this game is a lot of fun so far um so very excited to experience more of it um all right uh well that'll do it for us for this time uh i've been your host austin you can find me on co-host at chai i'm trying to use co-host more than twitter if for some reason you do want to follow me on twitter you can follow me at chai underscore squared um you can follow the podcast at grind my mgs uh yes <laughs> i <always> forget <laughs> um grind my mgs on twitter um i meant to do it before we recorded today but by the time this goes up i will definitely do it um i'm gonna make a co-host page for us on there it'll probably be just at uh grind my metal gears or grind my mgs depending on i don't know what the character length on co-host is um but, or you could probably just co-host search is really good so you can probably just search grind my metal gears and find us i wonder if uh gmmg is taken oh yeah mm. maybe we could do that um uh, but yeah, uh, follow us all there. You can follow our um, sister anime podcast that we do with our friend Danielle uh, over at Under the Kotatsu, wherever you find good podcasts. Danny, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Cover Me in Sauce. I th- think it's the same on co-host. I'm going to double check that. I'm not going to like fix it in the editor or anything like that. I'm going to live I have it mistakes. right now. You are at Cover-Me-In-Sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, yeah. Okay. I think there was like some reason well, I couldn't do... Maybe Cover Me in Sauce was taken, so I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to lose this fight. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Cover Me in Sauce, but with a dash between every word. You just want the legibility, you know, the, mm. you want the, the spacing of the words. And also, I feel like you can't do that on Twitter. You can't have dashes in your name. So it's like, oh, okay. yeah, extra, extra fuck you to the, the stupid former bird website.
Yeah, I think I'm I'm moving away from Twitter now that I've I've seen that instead of at the bottom where it says promoted and I can say I don't like this ad, they've moved it to the top right corner. Like they're trying to trick us, mm. like what if what an ad is or whatnot. Um, so yeah, no fuck fuck all that site. Yep, and co-host is cool. People should use co-host. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, next time, I do know what we will be playing through next time because we've already played through it. We will be talking about uh, the pain fight and the fear fight uh, is where we, we ended up last, last time after defeating the fear. Um, so join us for uh, all of that fun stuff. We'll learn more about the not bee or wasp, but hornet guy. <laughs> and also the not vampire, but also big vampire vibes from the fear. Mm. The predator, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, until uh, next time, remember to count how many bullets are in your gun. Snake says, <laughs> count your bullets before you before you decide to shoot someone. I'm searching and I'll